You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, whatever part of the world you are tuned in from. We're about to get funny funny like a clown this is a podcast where we review comedians we have on comedian guests we have on guests that have to do with you know acting in comedian movies it's all about comedy baby so if you like to learn you like to laugh you're in the right place november 28th 2021 episode 132 as always today's episode is brought to you by g vegas buffalo sauce for the spicy sweet savory taste of game time there's only one g vegas available at www.gvegas.webs.com go there check it out tell them funny like a clown podcast sent you and uh i don't know if that'll get you a discount or not because usually you know they say like if we sent you you get a discount i don't think you won't get a discount but you know at least they'll know somebody's listening to my freaking podcast so that's always a good thing too uh all right hey we're reviewing comedian today and uh the comedian we're going to review, Mr. Richard Belzer, which I got to say, I was never a big fan, but I was a fan. I mean, the guy just kept popping up and, uh, oh, yeah, all right, Richard, don't forget about him, man. Don't forget about Mr. Belzer because the uh, guy was around a long time, had a legendary career, and uh, may we all be so lucky in this business, I guess, right? Uh, comedian best known for his role of John Munich on uh, NBC's Homicide, Life on the Street, and Law and Order Special Victims Unit, uh, as well as uh, numerous uh, appearances as a character on other series. Uh, he portrayed the character, get this, okay, 23 years he portrayed that character in various uh, various forms. You do anything for 23 years, and that's just striking gold right there, okay? You know, if you do something for 23 hours, you're doing pretty good in comedy. You do it for 23 years, that's, that's, that's freaking unheard of. That's legendary status right there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, finally, you retired from the role at the age of 71 in 2016. So uh, 1993 to 2016, portrayed the character for 23 years, man. That's a, uh, man, that's like almost a quarter of a century right there. All right. Born in Connecticut. And I found this one interesting here. Okay. Now we, we've, uh, we've talked a lot about how comedians get started. Okay. And uh, this is one of the more different ways to get started. I wouldn't call it a good way, but I could relate to it because my father, he was a very verbally abusive man. So I get the whole abusive thing as a kid. And uh, apparently living in Connecticut, his mother was a very abusive woman, but she was physically abusive. So uh, he said he actually started his comedy uh, career by trying to make his mother laugh. Because if he could get her to laugh, then that would save, you know, him beating him and his brother. So uh, that's a strange way to start in comedy by... Uh, Try, trying to make uh, one of your parents laugh to avoid a beating, but I can understand that because, you know, uh, you do anything, try to pacify their mind to keep their mind off of uh, doing what they do to you. And uh, uh, it's a tough life, but what a way to get started right there. So, all right. So making mom laugh that way she ain't beating him and his brother. Uh, uh, let's see. Later on in life, he got married and divorced as most of us do. I don't know if we pay child support or not, but uh, hey. Uh, after the divorce, he relocated to New York City, where he began starting working as a stand-up comedian at uh, clubs like Pips, The Improv, and Catch a Rising Star, which 
you know, these are back in the day, okay, these are the 70s, these are the legendary clubs of New York City right here, you know, nowadays, well, not now, after the pandemic, but I mean, up in the recent years, you know, it was uh, Danger Fields, the Gotham, uh, the Comic Strip Live, you know, these are all the big clubs you want to get into, you know, back then, uh, the, those were the ones for sure. Um, let's see, uh, he was part of the uh, Channel One comedy group that uh, inspired the uh, cult movie, The Groove Tube, okay, so uh, you hear about that, you know, you hear about the, the Ding Ho restaurant in Boston, you know, the comics have started little groups there, then the, uh, you know, the Outlaw Comics in Houston, you know, the, the groups that started there, then, uh, you know, the the comedy store comics, the groups they started there. So, uh, hey, he was in one of these New York groups right there that inspired a cult classic movie. And uh, speaking of movies, you know, that that's why I actually, I know, uh, I think I missed a week getting the podcast out to you guys, but I'll be getting two out here in the next few days, so I'll be making up for it. But, uh, yeah, I've been talking a long time about the movie there, The World Needs a New Superhero that I'm starring in. And uh, if you listen to the last episode with Adam Griswold, the director, as you will know, it is finished. And uh, I got the movie, it's done, I got the uh, trailer, I got the pictures, I got everything, I'm ready to advertise it, so looking into having a movie theater screening, and then, uh, hey, you guys can catch it on Amazon Prime, so I hope you do that, and I guess, uh, yeah, like 12 years now, I've been portraying the character, the uh, the child support superhero, so I guess I got another 11 years to go, and I'll match uh, Richard Belzer for how long I've portrayed the same character i guess right but uh it has been fun i remember seeing an interview with richard belser and he said it was it was fun to see the the character grow over the years because uh even the director i said when he tried out he said he flat out told him he sucked he said go home practice read again came in for a second read he said he sucked again but i guess he said after a while he grew into the role okay so his comedy stardom was big enough where he could get the role but he wasn't very good at it, but he eventually grew into the role and made it into a legendary role. So that's always cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was the warm-up comic for Saturday Night Live, which, uh, you know, that's the comic will go out, you know, before the cameras go on and warm up the audience to get them laughing. And then you start the show and bring out the big guests and they're ready for more laughs already. So uh, remember what, geez, there was a Boston comedian. He was on, uh, I think Conan and I watched that and, Geez, they had some warm. They showed the warm-up comic, which usually they don't, but they showed him on TV. It's, 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 oh, his whole routine, he just pointed at the crowd and said, make some noise, make some noise, make some noise. It was so simple. It was funny, though. Then at the end, he just threw bagels into the audience. But uh, it was funny, but nothing that was going to take away from the actual jokes that a mainstream comic was going to do after him. So I thought, I thought it was good for a warm-up gig. Uh, not only the warm-up comic for Saturday Night Live, but three guest appearances from uh, the 70s to 80s. Uh, released his own comedy album, Excitable Boy. And uh, then I guess he started out in the occasional films in the uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, he was on uh, season nine of Sesame Street. Uh, he was on Fame, which was one of the more popular shows back in the 80s. I remember my sister liked that show. Uh, Cafe Flesh, uh, Night Shift. I remember that was with uh, Michael Keaton and uh, Henry Winkler there. That was a very popular movie at the time and all-time classic Scarface. Man, you're in that movie right there. That's a credit to your name right there. That'll sell clubs. Uh, you don't have to work a job for the rest of your life after having that credit. I was in Scarface. You're booked. Okay, that's basically how easy it is. But uh, he was in three MTV videos, which uh, back in the day, everybody was dying to be on an MTV video. That was like the most watched channel. It was such the hot place to be. Uh, Mike and the Mechanics had him in one. Pat Benatar had him in one, and uh, the band Kansas also. So uh, 
man, just getting to be in those, those, I remember Milton Berle did one for Rat, and it was just so many people dying. If you, if you could appear in a good music video, it was such a, such a highlight to your career. Let's see. Uh, they made the uh, movies about the Brady Bunch. He was in a very Brady sequel. I think that was the second one. Well, a sequel, obviously. It was a sequel to the first one. Um, he was a major player on radio, okay? You know, as much as he did, uh, you, you know, unless you listen to a lot of radio, you don't know radio careers. But if you're in radio, uh, he was a featured player on National Lampoon Radio, which, you know, uh, National Lampoon. You remember all the uh, the vacation movies with Chevy Chase and everybody. Uh, here's who he's on radio with back in the day. You ever heard of these names? John Belushi, Chevy Chase, and Bill Murray from 73 to 75. So these are the top comedians of the time right there kicking out movies. And this guy, you know, he wasn't like a side player. This guy was like a major, you know, major player with these guys. He was right on their same level. So that's just uh, showing you how big this guy had gotten the business to be playing uh, radio with these guys. Uh, let's see, in uh, 1970s, uh, he did Brink and Belzer on 660 AM. Uh, that was a WNBC station, which we all know WNBC was also the home of Howard Stern. So he was a frequent guest on Howard Stern's radio, Howard Stern's radio show because he was on the same radio station as WNBC. If you ever seen the Howard Stern movie, which uh, was a very funny movie. Uh, I did a show, uh, I think an afternoon show on Air America Radio. Uh, he was a guest on Right Wing Radio Alex Jones show, where uh, he referred to the Boston Marathon bombings as a false uh, excerpt. I guess uh, he's a well-known conspiracy theorist, so he thought there were there were bigger things behind the Boston Marathon than just the bombing, okay? But the government covers this stuff up, and you never know, and everybody's got their theories, Okay. But uh, now, hey, I mentioned, OK, that I just got done uh, filming the movie The World Needs a New Superhero, which uh, the main character is me, the child support superhero. Uh, so I'm into the whole superhero thing. Here's one I didn't know about Richard Belzer. Uh, he was in a television series, The Flash and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. So uh, he's got some superhero experience just like myself. So that makes him a cool guy. But uh, like I said, in the 90s, uh, I guess, you know, I mean, I personally, I ran into the guy before he did be what he was doing is stand up. OK, because, I mean, the late night, the improv, they had like these TV shows and you could catch a little bit of late night stand up. And that's where I knew the guy from, which I thought he was a great stand up comedian. But I mean, his most success was, as you know, as we mentioned, John, uh, John Munch on uh, Homicide, uh, Life on the Street on NBC and Law and Order, which is also on NBC. So two different shows, but he portrayed the same character, which shows you how popular it must have been. Um, he actually uh, portrayed it on a bunch of different other shows, too, over the years. Uh, Unbreakable, uh, Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, uh, The X-Files on Fox, The Beat on UPN, Arrested Development on Fox, uh, the Wire on HBO, 30 Rock on NBC, Jimmy Kimmel on ABC. So, uh, you know, this character, like I said, 23 years and that many shows. Uh, he actually he tied for playing the same character. I think it was on six different networks. He tied uh, John Ratzenberger and George Wendt, as we know, they played, you know, Cliff and Norm on Cheers. But I mean, after Cheers, they were on... Uh, I think Wings, the TV show, if you remember that one back in the day. Frasier, that was the, you know, spinoff uh, from Cheers. Uh, they were on, they played the characters on The Simpsons, Adam on. Uh, but it was like six different places. And uh, 
you know, Belser, he, he tied uh, George Wendt Ratzenberger for six different appearances on six different networks as the same character. Um, it was also breaking records uh, for longest performances as the same character pulled by Jane, John, uh, James Ames, which uh, he was Matt Dillon in the old TV show Gunsmoke, which I, my parents could tell you more about that, but I do remember Gunsmoke. I see the reruns there now and then. And uh, also records held by Kelsey Grammer, who also had a long run on Cheers as Dr. Fraser Crane, then had a spinoff and had an even longer career as Dr. Fraser Crane. So uh, that, that, that's just a long career as the same character. So just he's breaking records for just such a long career as the same character and all the different networks it was on. And just what, what a legendary, you know, when you're almost, you're remembered as that character and you typecast as a better than they remember, you know, your, your regular name, you know, it's like you're known as the character, not even you. Uh, let's see, regular on Comedy Central's Friar Club roasts, and uh, yeah, they, they still do the roasts at the Fire Clubs, but uh, Friar Club, but Comedy Central used to air them there, you know, live from the Friars Club, here's the roast, now Comedy Central does their own roast, they don't go to the Friars Club anymore, they just roast their own people, which is what it turned into, but good roast all started at the Friars Club, and they say, uh, the big saying was, we only roast the ones we love, so there you go. Um, we mentioned cartoons. He did some voice work for South Park, which was uh, another legendary cartoon series. Uh, let's see. A uh, little, little about him. Uh, he survived testicle cancer, which any great comedian knows the only way you make it through something. I mean, you want to make it through cancer, you, you got to laugh about it. You got to laugh at your pain. That's how I made it through, uh, you know, parental alienation and family law and the hell I went through with, you know, my ex trying to push me out of our son's life is I, I found my outlet through comedy. That's how I deal with it. And uh, how did he get through uh, testicle cancer? Uh, apparently uh, he put out an HBO special and uh, he named it uh, another lone nut. So I guess that was a reference to he's a one nut man because he had one removed or he's a nut in comedy. Either way, you know, it's a, what do they call it? A simile or something like that. I don't know but, uh, where it could go either way, but you know, you know what he's referencing to. Um, now here, here's one I guess I best remember him from. Well, well, I do. I remember he was on the Howard Stern show and Howard was interviewing him. He was actually that him and this woman were together, uh, uh, Harley, uh, McBride, which, uh, she was in Playboy and, uh, she had one of the popular, I guess it was, I guess you call it soft porn by today's standards where it was an actual porn, but it was, uh, right to the edge, right before you had it. But I mean, it was on Cinemax. It was called Lady Chatterley. Well, this, this woman was just gorgeous, okay? And every every teenage boy wanted to date this woman. Well, uh, Richard Belzer, he, he got to date her and uh, apparently ended up, uh, they got together. So good for him. Uh, yeah, he's envy. You envy the guy, okay? <laughs> you know, it's like you envy Tommy Lee because he, he got Pam Anderson. So you got to envy this guy because he got the hot woman of the day, so. That, that's what comedy will do for you if you get to his level. Uh, let's see, here's a funny one. Uh, during the 1985 WrestleMania, they were doing some promotion. Um, I guess he was on TV with Hulk Hogan interviewing him, and he asked him to perform one of the moves that he was going to do. So Hulk put him in a headlock, and I guess, I don't know if he realized or not, but Belser, he couldn't breathe. He actually, once Hulk let him go, he passed out, hit the floor, had a lesion on his head, had to be hospitalized, and Belzer ended up suing Hulk Hogan for $5 million, which I guess it got settled out of court. But, I mean, you asked him to do it. How can you sue the guy if you ask the guy to show you move? And I guess uh, got a little too rough with the move, I guess, Hulk did. Who knows? But 
you know, when you're a big guy, you don't notice, you know, if I guess you'd be getting, getting physical with someone, you know, uh, let's see. So, uh, as we mentioned, you had a bunch of books on conspiracy theories, uh, everywhere from the JFK assassinations, uh, Elvis's death, the UFOs, and uh, some of these books actually made the New York Times bestseller list. So if you want to talk about a good conspiracy, I guess this is the guy who did it. Um, like I said, he retired. I think he moved out to France, and uh, he continues just to write his conspiracy. I mean, once he's 71, you know, retired from acting. Legendary career. I hope the movie The World Needs a Superhero uh, takes off, and I can make some sequels, and I can portray the character, the the child support superhero for another uh, another few years for you. Well, it has been fun. Yeah, just uh, a character that I made in my routine, and all of a sudden it turns into a Facebook page, which takes off. Then all of a sudden it turns into some short videos, and all of a sudden now now we're making like a major movie about it. So it's been fun to watch the character take off. And hey, I guess the movie will be the the proof in the pudding. I can only uh, hope it takes off like uh, Richard Belzer's character did. And uh, hey, if it does. We'll go down its legendary status, and you heard it here first on Funny Like Clown Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. Uh, keep them laughing, folks. I had on uh, the director last week, Adam Griswold, from the movie uh, the, the World Needs a New Superhero that I just got done over. After a year in the making, we finally got it, got it done, and it'll be coming to you guys. And um, in a couple of days here, I'm going to be in on uh, Randy Varagas, who uh, plays my ex in the movie, so... Uh, it's, uh, we'll have to get her take on the whole film because we already got Adam's take. Until then, keep laughing, folks, and we'll see you next time. Funny Like Com Podcast. Good night and good laughs. <laughs>